Welcome to the Missing Chapter Podcast, where you will hear some of the least known, obscure, and entertaining stories the history textbooks left out. Starring Phil Horander and Phil Schaff. In the bosom of one of those spacious coves which indent the eastern shore of the Hudson, at that broad expansion of the river denominated by the ancient Dutch navigators, the Tappan Zee, and where they always prudently shortened sail and implored the protection of St. Nicholas when they crossed, there lies a small market town or rural port, which by some is called Greensburg, but which is more generally and properly known by the name of Terrytown. And thus begins the American classic, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, by famed author Washington Irving. Widely considered to be the first ghost story in the then young country's history, the tale of a headless horseman in a quiet, unassuming New York town often resurfaces every year around the time of Halloween. But Irving didn't invent the idea of a headless rider. Tales of headless horsemen in similar stories can be traced as far back as the Middle Ages, including stories from the famed Brothers Grimm and the Dutch and Irish legend of the Dullahan, or Sean, a grim reaper-like equestrian who navigates the night while carrying his own head. A historian at historic Hudson Valley, Elizabeth Bradley says a likely source of Irving's horseman character can be found in Sir Walter Scott's 1796 work, The Chase, which is a translation of the German poem, The Wild Huntsman, by Gottfried Berger, and likely based on Norse mythology. This assumption is a logical one, based on Irving and Scott's personal friendship during this time, and the fact that Irving was also a large fan of Scott's literary pieces. Irving had just met and become friends with Scott in 1817, so it's very likely he was influenced by his new mentor's work, Bradley says. She continues, The poem is about a wicked hunter, who is doomed to be hunted forever by the devil and the dogs of hell as punishment for his crimes. Bradley's deduction is logical and offers up one explanation for Irving's horrifying villain. It is, however, not the only thesis on the subject. According to the New York Historical Society, other historians believe Irving was inspired by an actual Haitian soldier who was decapitated by a cannonball during the Battle of White Plains around Halloween, 1776. Sleepy Hollow, a small village nestled in New York's Westchester County, is a short 12-minute jaunt from White Plains and offers yet another credible explanation for the inspiration. The year 2020 served as the bicentennial of the publication of the sketchbook of Jeffrey Crayon, which was serialized between 1819 and 1820. The Legend of Sleepy Hollow was published as part of the sketchbook in March of 1820, and along with Rip Van Winkle, helped push Irving into the rank of literary celebrity, one of the first hugely acclaimed authors to come out of the United States. Other writers at the time, like Edgar Allan Poe, were eager for his approval. The public clamored for his autograph. He dined with President Martin Van Buren, another upstate New York resident. Irving's friendly letter to Charles Dickens thrilled the British writer to no end. 
Yes, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow was as popular then as it remains today. In the iconic tale, lanky, gaunt outsider and newly appointed schoolmaster Ichabod Crane, who Irving describes one might have mistaken him for some scarecrow eloped from a cornfield, courts Katrina Van Tassel, a young heiress and daughter of a local affluent merchant. Katrina at the time is also being pursued by the Dutchman Brom Bones. After being rebuffed by Katrina at a party at the Van Tassel homestead where ghost stories are shared, Ichabod is chased by a headless horseman who may or may not be his rival, Bones. In the end, the horseman hurls a pumpkin at the man, throwing Ichabod from his horse. The schoolmaster vanishes, never to be heard from again. Irving's tale is one that masterfully weaves fiction with reality, both in the contributing characters and the points of interest that make up the Sleepy Hollow region. He moved to the area in 1798 to escape a yellow fever outbreak that ravished New York City, according to the New York Historical Society. It seems likely that Irving would have drawn inspiration for his story while a teenager in the Terrytown area. Historian Elizabeth Bradley continues, Irving would have been introduced to local ghost stories and lore at an impressionable age. He cleverly weaves together factual locations, the old Dutch church and churchyard, Major Andre's tree, some actual family names, including Van Tassel and Nicobot Crane, and a little bit of Revolutionary War history with pure imagination and fantasy. Bradley sees The Legend of Sleepy Hollow as a melting pot of sorts when it comes to liter- literature and thus a true original and an American classic in every sense of the phrase. The entertainment value of Irving's work has never been doubted or debated. While, like most writings, the symbolism and message behind it has been for years. Franz Potter, a professor at National University who specializes in Gothic studies and a contributor to the HistoryChannel.com, deducts that the Headless Horseman, as a supernatural entity, represents a past that never dies, but always haunts the living. The Headless Horseman supposedly seeks revenge and a head, which he thinks was unfairly taken from him, Potter says. This injustice demands that he continually search for a substitute. The horseman, like the past, still, still seeks answers, still seeks retribution, and can't rest. We are haunted by the past, which stalks us so that we never forget it. Historical fiction as a genre has always combined historical elements with truth. As for folklore mixing with history when it comes to the character of Ichabod Crane, the New York Times has reported an actual Colonel Ichabod B. Crane's existence, a contemporary of, Li- of Irving, who enlisted in the Marines in 1809, serving some 45 years. The Times is quick to point out, however, that there's no known evidence to support that the two men actually ever met. So while historians like Bradley point out that while Irving's piece very well might represent the first ghost story in American literature, it certainly was not the last. Why then does she believe it has transcended time and generations and become a favorite of those that divulge in the holiday and the traditions of Halloween? She believes that it has been able to do so because it accommodates the changing American imagination. It inspires people because it reminds them that there are still some American mysteries, some half-truths that may never be fully known. And that's the whole point, Bradley says. The legend lends itself to any interpretation, and it continues to fascinate and terrify us in the best possible way. This has been a Missing Chapter Short, your quick fix for one of history's forgotten stories in a busy world. 
Listen to more shorts as well as full-length episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other major podcast providers.